Are you tired of having nothing to do during quarantine? I think you need to get your fitness right and shit. My name is Marshall Mathers, but you know me by my other names like Eminem, Slim Shady, or the school shooters Buddha. For like 20 years, I've been selling out stadiums worldwide, performing my hit songs like Lose Yourself, Stand, or Without Me. But I'm known for so much more than making involuntarily celibate kids in Idaho think that they can rap. I also like to exercise. One of my favorite activities is to go down to my personal fitness center and hit my Fred Durst punching bag. After that, I hit the studio and take all that excess energy that I couldn't get out on the nookie out on a new song. My music covers themes like popping Vicodin, murdering your enemies, and not being afraid to follow your goals. But back to my my point. You need to get that blood pressure down. Did you know that like 30 minutes of cardio per day can increase your life expectancy by like two years and shit? By the way, I'm not doing this out of the goodness of my heart and shit. My probation officer told me to or else I'm getting that real lockdown. Not the kind during coronavirus where we all barricade ourselves in our living rooms and watch The View. Recently, I was filmed accosting a girl outside of a, a Costco that kind of rhymes but like like she had double parked and i i walked up to her and said yo miss can you like not do that other people want to buy jumbo pizza rolls for their families too and she said well back off militia man what's with the beard you look like the unabomber and i said lady can you fucking play by the rules i am she said i'll reach for my 22 i said i'll fucking dare you anyway she fired off a shot it grazed my earlobe I'm, I'm good though i just can't hear the snare on my headphones now but but anyways, you got to get your cardio right. That's what I'm trying to say. And don't dismiss this. Take it seriously or else I'll have to uh, take drastic measures and release another surprise album. And uh, don't, I, I don't want to do that. Peace. Is that good? Yeah. Welcome to episode 12, everybody, of Something's Off podcast with Alex DeWitt. Something's Off with Alex DeWitt. That's what it's called. And, uh, yeah, it was quite a Monday, quite a weekend. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in, the people who have listened so far, the people who have followed. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to everybody. Uh, we're only about a month and uh, about a month and some change into this podcast. And, again, I keep, I keep saying, I keep, I, I, I keep saying we. It's just me. <laughs> I wish that I had a team of people around, you know, like hold out a plate of pizza for me with a water bottle. But I'm not there yet. No. I'll have to do a, another 1,800 episodes. And then, I don't know, maybe I, maybe I can hire one guy to sweep my floors. But yeah, I had an interesting weekend. I, record one, I, I recorded one episode, which is a recap of last week's news. And, and, uh, but the, the weekend was cool. Like I, I watched three movies that I hadn't seen before, and I was surprised that I hadn't seen them. A, lot of them, a couple of them were cult, cult classics. One of them was like a really big movie from the 80s that made a ton of, uh, a ton of money, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm glad I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to watch all the movies that I, I haven't seen that, like, you know, I, I kind of held off on for years for whatever reason. And, uh, now that I have the time to do it, if I, if I have a spare moment, if I'm done working, if it's on the weekend, I just hit Netflix and do it, or, or I go on YouTube and I, I, uh, if they got the full movie there that's been pirated, I'll, uh, I'll watch that. But yeah. I'll talk about that more in a little bit. Yeah, wild Monday. Going to be a wild week in the news. Uh, one of my things I just want to say, I'm, uh, I'm uh, the schedule is I want to do two episodes a week 
The first one is uh, the one that I do during the week, which is normally on a Wednesday or Thursday. I'm going to have to decide, but it's it's normally one that I just talk about miscellaneous shit like this. And uh, it is whatever. It's just whatever comes to mind. It's just a, a free flow of thought. And I just do that. Uh, but the one on the weekend is me uh, rambling about the news, and I just kind of do a recap of everything that happened, uh, pop culture-wise, politically-wise, stuff like that. I don't necessarily have a theme. It's just anything that I, I want to talk about solo. But, yeah, I was going to do like a special Inauguration Day episode, but I, I figure I should just do that for Saturday because there's going to be things that are unfolding. There's even going to be things unfolding during the weekend. You know? So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to hold off on that until the weekend. So not Wednesday. Your Wednesday episode is going to be this. I pre-recorded it by uh, two days. Yeah. Uh, before I move ahead, actually, <laughs> I want to address something. Uh, I misspoke. I said something, and no one's called me on this. It might just be my brain working and me thinking. But, like, I said something, and it came out like I'm just this bitter internet douche. And I very well may be. That's all up to you and, and what your perception is of this podcast. I'm just, I might just be another rambling douche rambling idiot, not knowing what he's talking about. I'm just word vomit. I just want to hear myself speak. And I really do in a lot of ways. Very self-indulgent, this podcast. That's why I'm doing it by myself. I have friends that are doing podcasts in groups and more power to them, but this is kind of my thing. But uh, I said something when I was talking about Army Hammer. <laughs> One of the sentences that I uttered, and I was trying to be funny, but it just came off bitter, and it's not how I wanted to sound. And I could hear people listening to that and just and groaning. Like, oh, here's another guy. He thinks he's the victim. So I was talking about Army Hammer and his, the controversy with his DMs, and uh, apparently he wants to eat people. Creepy fetish, whatever. I don't think a guy like that who actually wants to cannibalize is coming out and saying on an open forum or even private to somebody, in writing, that he wants to literally cannibalize you. I mean, I think a guy like that would be smarter. He'd probably have to go over it first with his agent. He probably has a team. But, yeah, it's. Uh, I, I think he's just an idiot who was being an idiot in the DMs. And uh, stupidity and DMs, not a very good mix traditionally if 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 what we've seen during the last 10 years of the the big tech phenomenon is any indication of of how it really go you probably shouldn't be saying provocative shit in writing and leaving it in someone's dms especially if you're in a relationship or you're hooking up with that person cuz then the they can just use it against you, whatever. But anyways, back to what I was saying. I said, just in the middle of all this controversy, I said that a straight white guy who looks like, oh no, I said a straight, white, hot, rich guy who looks like Army Hammer, when you're a guy like that, there's very little you can get away with in Hollywood. Now, I know how that sounds, and it's not what I meant. On replay, I noticed myself, I, I, I heard how that sounds, and I... I'm like, ah, like, fuck. <laughs> it, was, it was a moment of cringe. 
What I meant was in terms of cancel culture, things you say, okay? I don't mean historically. Historically, guys who looked like Army Hammer had a little bit of leeway in Hollywood, just a tad. I mean, if you take a look at guys like Warren Beatty and Jack Nicholson, those are some guys who have some secrets, some deep, dark secrets. Behind that shit-eating smirk that Jack Nicholson always has, that's a guy who knows the location of at least six buried bodies in the Hollywood Hills. Something tells me reporters are going to have a field day when they're gathered around his deathbed. Excuse me, sir, what do you confess? Excuse me? Nitroglycerin. The Bat Cave. What? Skeletons? What? I'm kidding. I have no clue. I'm sure Jack Nicholson's a nice guy. I'm not slandering Jack Nicholson. It's just jokes. But anyways, what I was trying to say is that, guys, when you look like a male model, when you look like Army Hammer does, when you have a squeaky clean image, <laughs> it just it did sound bad. When you have a squeaky clean image, they, they're looking for you to say something or to have a controversy so they can just roll with it. I didn't mean I was trying to be edgy. I was trying to be funny. Whatever the fuck. Everybody get over it. Everybody said things in their life that are worse than that. Some people have said things that are truly reprehensible. We all have at some point. And if you're denying that, you're fucking lying to yourself and you're lying to me. Anyways, yeah. Uh, the Twitter mob is sure having fun with Army Hammer. And journalists and... Uh, I never thought I'd be talking about Army Hammer so much. He was in one, the Facebook movie and then everything after that. And then the movie with Timothy Chalamet and the Peach. Everything after that in the Lone Ranger movie where he's playing with Johnny Depp and that was all fucking, everybody hated that. I never, I never thought I'd be this fixated on one, the, the guy who looks like a fucking Ken doll. Anyways, I just wanted to clear the air. I don't know if it did that. I don't know. Maybe I dug the hole deeper for myself. It is what it is. I misspoke. I'm probably the only one who cares about it. First of all, I don't even think people, if you did listen to the episode, maybe you didn't listen even that far in. That was, in like I don't know, the middle of, middle of the recording. Anyways, I'm an idiot. Whatever. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a wild week in the news. I'm I'm kind of glad that I'm uh, I'm by myself, but at the same time, I'm not. I don't know. The one thing about quitting drinking for me and quitting smoking is that my anxiety has kind of gone away. I still have these lingering thoughts, and being alone by myself, not really communicating with people, it's kind of left those lingering thoughts to you know swirl around a bit in my head. I remember before the quarantine when I kind of experimented with not smoking. It had worked, uh, and I was feeling great. But during all – and that's because I was able to communicate with people and talk to them face-to-face. -face. But during all of this, I've been in I've, – I've been in a bit of – I'm in a mess, kind of. I'm cool. I feel good, but I don't know. There's probably a lot of people who feel like that, especially if you're living alone, where there's just confusion. But yeah, the, the the anxiety with me is, it's been okay. It's been okay. Um, I started a new Instagram. 
I was off that for about a month. I, my personal Instagram, I have no personal social media anymore. I do have a Twitter account that's still on. I've just kind of left there. I'm barely using it. I know a couple episodes ago I went on this rant saying, oh, you got to get rid of Twitter. You got to get rid of Twitter. Well, I'm a fucking hypocrite. I haven't gotten rid of my account yet. I kind of like going on and seeing whatever. I'm part of the problem. I am part of the problem. But I'm, I'm, I'm experimenting with, uh, like, I'm, I'm done with Facebook. I'm never going back on. I don't think I'm ever doing it unless I want to get, like, a, a photo for the, the podcast cover or I want to get a po- photo for Flashback Friday or Throwback Thursday, whatever, just so I can, you know, feed my like addiction. But yeah, like I'm getting tired of, of, you know, I've been back on Facebook for a month, you know, to promote the podcast. I just have the, the one business account and I'm just, I'm, I'm bombarded with people fucking arguing with each other. Everybody's just so angry. And that just goes with the territory of social media. People are constantly riled up. You're never going to get rid of that. But uh, I, I mentioned this, I think the same uh, recording as uh, the Twitter a couple episodes ago, where I said, you know, I thought at the beginning of this lockdown that people were going to start empathizing with each other, that people were going to put their differences aside and hold hands, and boy, if I could fucking grab that sentence after it left my mouth and stuff it back in with a fucking toilet plunger, I would do it. Because I was off a bit. You know what this has been? This whole year, and I'm thinking about it, and I don't know if I'm going to articulate it properly because I still still haven't taken the time to really sort of map out where I want to go with it in terms of just, just explaining. This whole thing, this whole year, whether it's coronavirus, whether it's been these riots, whether it's been talks about race, it is, it is all an exercise in perspective, in dealing with another person's perspective and taking that in. Just the, the coronavirus, in terms of, of the virus in itself, you're dealing with people who have had the virus, you're dealing with people who haven't had the virus, but know people with the virus, and you're also dealing with people who haven't had the virus and they, don't, they still don't know anybody. Who has gotten it? Now, you you probably at that point do question their social circle and how many people they're speaking with and, and communicating with. And but there's everybody has had a different experience with this. So there are people who understand it, and there are people who don't understand it. There are people who are taking the virus seriously. And the people who aren't taking it seriously, maybe they just don't know people who have had it. Or they're just not. Everybody is coming at this from a different situation, and this is why it's just such a fucking mess. Is because we all have to live together in one society and communicate. And maybe one person is wearing a mask and fucking wearing gloves or oven mitts or whatever the hell they're doing to keep safe and away from germs or whatever. And there's another person they're bumping into who's not, or they're walking past who's not wearing germs. He's basically naked. He's just walking down the street. Hey, you know, I am immune to everything, not just coronavirus, but also human interaction. It's all different. And uh, my whole thing is if, if I'm able to, if I'm willing to, I'm going to take in another person's 
perspective and way of thinking, and hopefully I can empathize with them and just try to make a fucking better situation out of this. And I'm not trying to be dramatic, you know, he's gone, he's gone woke and he's this and that. I'm just trying to. And sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes I'm a bitter fuck and I don't want to talk to anybody and I do just want to stay in and watch Netflix and The View and shit and I just... Bitch about Army Hammer and his team. Um, Around this time last year, I was... uh, it might have been uh, this time next weekend, the the one year. But uh, I was going down to Niagara Falls for my buddy uh, my buddy Ryan's thirtieth birthday. He's a year older than me. We all drove down the three of us, me, my buddy Ryan, and Brian. We met two other of their friends there. I was kind of the fifth wheel for that, and I, I'm I find myself in that situation a lot where I am awkward. I miss certain social cues. Not really ready to talk about that on the podcast, but you can probably guess where that's going if you if you know about that stuff. But, you know, I was kind of just the guy who was tagging along. These were guys, me and my buddy Ryan and Brian, they knew these two guys, and they were kind of, you know, they were brothers, whatever. They were, they were gambling. They were at the craps table. I don't gamble. I know really nothing about gambling. I did a couple slot machines. That, that's the extent that I will go. Even when I went to Vegas... I was mostly just drinking at a bar and just walking around and observing people. I wasn't I wasn't gambling. First of all, that scene in Casino where the guys are cheating and the guy gets a cattle prod to the armpit, that kind of scared me. I'm not I have no intention of going into a casino and cheating. But it's still it's one of those things where I can't help but feel that somebody's watching me. If I'm having a good night at the table and things are going my way, Don Rickles is gonna the ghost of Don Rickles is gonna walk up to me with a cattle prod, stick it in my armpit, and, and drag me himself into a back room. Do unspeakable things to me. And no, I'm not about to do a Don Rickles impression. I have I have more respect. I have respect for the dead. But yeah, no, I wasn't a gambler, and I was just, I was kind of following these guys around. I was drinking, I was watching people, but I remember they went to a craps table. They each pitched in, uh, I think, 50 bucks, something like that. I don't know how it works. I could be way off. But they played craps, and uh, they won 500 bucks. 500 bucks for all four of them. Not each, but just for the for the group. And I could have had a piece of that. I chose not to gamble, but uh, that that's what it is. They gambled, and they just happened to get lucky. In a way, I was almost smarter because I kind of knew the variables. Either you win or you lose, you know, a, a good sum of money. And they were making fun of me the whole night. We went to a club after that. And they, they, we, they, we got a booth and I had to pitch in because I had to be one of the guys. And <laughs> Because they got lucky, they, they ordered bottle service. And I had to pitch in for that as well even though I didn't win any money. They, they were just simply doing it because they had won the money. I had to still pitch in to... I had to assimilate, is what I'm saying. And uh, if I can help it, that night will be the last time 
I ever set foot in a club. I know there's probably going to be another, but now that I'm not drinking, I have no desire to just walk. It is human filth. It is human. It is just, all it is, is just sweat and and the smell of blue balls. If blue balls was a vibe, it would be a fucking club. They even have the lights are blue. You know those flashing lights and it's red one minute and then another minute it's blue? The red symbolizes the anger of the guy who is not getting his dick wet that night. And then the blue symbolizes that same dick the next morning. After not getting laid. There's more to clubs than meet the eye. They're, they're actually very poetic. But clubs are dirty, like just the, the, the masochism people have psychologically to just want to keep going back to those places. Nobody leaves happy. Even if you get lucky that night, nobody's leaving happy. You're leaving embarrassing yourself. And there's always just an angry guy. He's like a bull. He's just charging through people. He's trying to prove himself. It's like a prison with both men and women. A prison with a soundtrack. And I don't know about you, but if I ran a prison, the first fucking song I I w- would be playing would not be Elephant Man. Anything by Elephant Man. He would be banned from the prison. Or whoever sings that King of the Dance Hall song. I have I have seen more grown men cry to that song. More men cower in a corner and curl up in the fetal position. All because they've been rejected 40 times in a row that night. In one night. And they're ready to give in. Either that or that song. Like, fuck, man. Whenever I hear that song outside of a club, the girl, not a damn, and I feel the same. I don't want to play games. I have a fucking seizure. I'm like the old man at the beginning of Saving Private Ryan who just collapses right next to the cross of Tom Hanks. Spoiler alert. It's a fucking 23-year-old movie. Get it together. I, I collapse when I hear that song because it just reminds me of every every girl in that place who just looks at you with those eyes like, like yeah I'm hot fucking do something and I just run out leave. I don't come back in. I rip my bracelet off and throw it in the security guard's face. Yeah, before before they play any of those dance hall songs, whether it's the No Game song, whether it's King of the Dance Hall, it should come with a trigger warning that says, hey, uh, may evoke memories of rejection from Circa Nightclub. That's a Toronto reference. Circa was an, an old 
place. I used to go to those all ages events when I was like 17 with a buddy of mine. And it was, first of all, no alcohol. You couldn't get booze. So it would be people still, it, it was like training wheels for people. You would have a Diet Coke. You would ask a girl, hey, would you want to date? There were some guys who would just wedge themselves up against girls. I was never that guy. I would never like it. I was always nervous being in those situations. But I had a friend who was Portuguese, and naturally, that's that's their haven, the the clubs. And he wanted to go, and uh, I tagged along. And it was just the two of us in this sweaty club. Two guys would be fighting, and they were probably about 25, and they had just come in. They're like, hey, you know, hey, we're, we're sexual predators. We'll blend in. Wild time. Wild times, the clubs. Yeah, but those all-ages events, they're all creepy. They're all just kind of... It's training. It, it's its training for what you are going to experience going to actual adult clubs, adult nightclubs. Gonorrhea pits. Anyways, I think I'll end it there. Sums up podcast, Instagram, guys. Don't forget to follow on Twitter for the time being until I, I finally man up and just decide to get rid of it. Uh, thanks for listening. Decadus.